Booyah, and it's time for the Game Sports Show. This is the Strike Zone Edition Season 2, Episode 4. It is your host, David McCaig Jr. Going to my co-host this evening, the one and only Connor Henderson. Hendo, my friend, great to have you on the show here with me as always. How are you? I'm doing great, Dave. I love to hear your silky voice back in my ears. <laughs> you see, I do not, I do not pay him, ladies and gentlemen and children of all ages. I don't pay him to say that. Well, maybe I do. Uh, you don't know. No one will ever know. But either way, I appreciate the compliments, Connor. You know what? We haven't done a strike zone edition uh, since June the 16th was the last one. We did aim to do one by the beginning of July, uh, but we decided to hold off. July was a very busy month for yours truly and also for the TGM brand. So we actually delayed to do it until after this previous long weekend. Because, you know, we aim for the long weekends a lot in the summer. and We do only 10 episodes a year uh, really for these strike zone editions and right now this is episode four so there's still a lot more baseball to be talked about between you and i and since we last talked a lot a lot has happened you know obviously the trade deadline has passed uh, there's obviously the uh, tragic uh, passing uh, a sad passing as well of uh, vin scully the legendary um, voice of baseball if you will who called a lot of games you know it's uh, he died at the young age of 92 years old uh 94 years old sorry and you know, there's a lot of memories we'll get into Vince Scully that uh, we can save for towards the end of the show. We got a little nice, neat little clip to show you at the end that was, well, shared on a lot of media platforms today. But we're, we're going to put it on our platform. So we're going to get into talk about the trade deadline. We're going to talk into Vince Scully. And we're going to talk about all the updates up to today and going into the second half of the season in baseball. And I looked on MLB.com today, Connor, and the first thing that popped up was Juan Soto era begins in San Diego. Okay. There's a picture of him with a San Diego hat and that clothes on. Okay. Not that it's going to take too much to get used to. You know, he's only 23 years old. He's a stud superstar. He played in the nationals, but he won a world series with the nationals. People maybe uh, forget that, but Connor, the first thing I want to get into before we talk about the Juan Soto blockbuster trade and the trades that happened. And obviously, as I mentioned, Ben Scully and kind of our assessment of the season up till now and get into the next part of the second half of the season is I want to talk about men's open baseball for one second. Everyone knows that we like talking about this right off the hop. Obviously, you're a former player of the T-Gem Pandas, formerly the Game Sports Show Renegades. I say formerly because you have stepped out of the, well, roster this year. You're always welcome to be back on it, but obviously you're living out of town. And the T-Gem Pandas are 9-2 and this year. The way I looked at the record, anyways, I thought we were 10 and 2, but it seems that we're 9 and 2 this year. Absolute wagons are the T Gem Pandas winning a lot of ball games and winning them in a lot of exciting style. Uh, most recently, we even played the under 15 Black Sox. Yes, people are saying, well, you're in a men's open, you're playing the under 15 Black Sox. Listen, those kids are sick, those kids are good ball players. Okay. And yes, the T Gem Pandas are a very good ball team, and we have some very exciting games. So if you're looking to play baseball, reach out to yours truly. And so you can get enrolled maybe for next season or come as a spare for a game. Also, there's always teams looking for some one or two extra bats in the lineup just so we can get a good fair rotation and rest in. But Connor, you played in the league and this year the pandas are on a roll and the league is providing some, despite only having four total teams in the league is providing a lot of excitement. Yeah, Dave, I think, you know, and I hate to say this, but the facts are what the facts are. I left the team and the team started winning. 
Okay. That, that's what you're saying. Okay. Connor, if you were on this team, okay, we have eight pitchers on this team, which is a first for, for this team. Connor can attest to that. And yes, I'm one of those eight and I'm not no Connor Henderson on the mound. Okay. But we have arms. So if you were an arm added to that rotation, plus the leadoff bat that you have that now I have substituted for, I'm now the leadoff batter. I think you were the leadoff guy. Uh, I have a big shoes to fill. Okay. Uh, and let me tell you, we, we miss you on the team. We, if success continues this year, it would be great that if you were there, even if you were on the bench for it to come up for a championship games, cause you deserve that trophy more than, almost anyone on that team, my friend. I, I appreciate that a lot. It, it's sad that the TGM Pandas decided to put their, their money elsewhere uh, with the cap and, and not sign me in free agency. I, I know that we had some hard negotiations, um, but I ended up moving moving cities just uh, just to get my payday. And and I, I hate that I'm a greedy guy. That's all about the money. But, you know, I had to support my family. Uh, I'm glad that the team is having success and I can't wait to see you guys on your playoff run this year. Uh, it's good. You know, we put the money into the bullpen, into the rotation, obviously <laughs> we figured it out unlike what the blue Jays didn't do enough of, but we have more time to get into that. Okay. I want to remind listeners, okay, you can check out Sue ball. Okay. You can search it on Google. You can search all divisions. Okay. There's the men's open. Uh, there's a under 15 black socks. I was attested. There's even youth baseball under 11s, et cetera. Baseball is growing in popularity in the Sioux and it has, I'd like to say ever since the 2015 Blue Jay run, but we all know baseball has been really exciting to watch. You remember a lot of kids, my or friends, my age, when we were kids, sorry, playing and baseball is a great thing to be part of in the summer, despite what other sport that you may play overall, it is just a great sport in general. And Sioux ball uh, would love for you to enroll, even if it's in the slow, slow pitch league or the men's league, whatever it may be. Just get a part of playing baseball in Sault Ste. Marie. It's a fun crowd no matter what league that you play in. If you want to come check out some exciting hardball for some men's league that isn't the type of men's league that you see with beers being open or stuff like that. It's a type of men's league. They see some competitive guys playing baseball, living the glory still, still thinking the Blue Jays are going to sign us, but nonetheless exciting content overall to watch on the field and just to see a lot of the talent that has grown up here in Sault Ste. Marie and one of those people uh, being Connor Henderson, Ashley Hoff, Malcolm McPhee, who just signed with the Sioux College Cougars, uh, who plays on the TGM pan. There's a lot of good talent uh, in our men's league to check out and also check out all the other leagues, Sioux Ball, to check all that out in general. Connor, let's get into the major leagues, okay? I love giving the love for the men's league, the boys and the league love it. They get the comments for it. But a lot of our listeners are from Sioux, Sioux Marie, Michigan, Detroit, Northern Ontario. They're from all over, but obviously a big amount of our listeners are even from outside of Sioux Marie. So they're probably wondering what the heck are we talking about uh, with the, with men's league baseball, but Hey, we're starting it loose. And I want to pump your tires a little bit to see how much we miss you and kind of razz you a little bit because we definitely miss you uh, in the bullpen, but there's a lot of baseball that we talked about. Okay. In the major leagues and here on strike zone, uh, with David McKay and Connor Henderson, we get into a lot of content. Usually there's a lot of scandals that we get into. And I think this might be a show, one of those shows where we don't, but a lot of things that we can get into today is about the trade deadline. And I want to go there first. Let's just say there was a blockbuster. Soto, Josh Bell, they go to the Padres. And the Padres gave up a pretty freaking penny. <laughs> okay, Mackenzie Gore, okay, being one of the pieces going the other way. You have Eric Hosmer who said, no, which had to send Voight to go the other way. 
you have uh, James Wood going the other way as well. Just to name a couple uh, that are going over from the uh, from the San Diego Padres to the Nationals. The Nationals really upping their prospect pool and. This has been talked about a lot in a lot of medias. You can look at, so we're not going to dive into it as much as other medias did, but Connor, I want your reaction about this. Okay. Soto to the Padres. They got a big three with Machado, Fernando Tatis. The Padres also pick up Hater from the Brewers. They're, they, they, they built up to try to hopefully beat the Dodgers this year, but realistically, Connor, I still think they're behind the Dodgers. Yeah. It, this is one of the biggest deals I think I've ever seen. It, like as, as far as following baseball, you know, uh, quite religiously over the past 15 years, um, Juan Soto, the great thing about the Padres moving this player is when you give up these high caliber prospects, like you mentioned, Mackenzie Gore and a couple of the other prospects they've given up as well were top former top 10 or uh, uh, soon to be um, top prospects in the MLB. Um, usually it's for a guy who's like, you know, in his thirties, deep in his prime. Uh, but they're getting a player who is not only 23 years old, but has historically good hitting numbers for his age. And uh, on top of that, as you mentioned, is a world series winner. It's almost like the Patrick Mahomes effect uh, for those of football fans out there. When you win your, uh, when you're a generational talent and you win your world series ring very early in your career, it garners so much respect and it also takes a lot of weight off of your shoulders where you can you know say to your uh, team no I don't want my 440 million dollar offer for 15 years from you I'm gonna go uh, I want to go elsewhere and sure enough that's what he did Padres should be jacked about it because they're moving prospects sure and high caliber prospects sure but they're landing a 23 year old bona fide superstar who's the only active player in the MLB to have more walks than strikeouts, which is just uh, a rarity to see, um, especially considering in today's MLB, strikeouts are up, power numbers are up, and, and averages are down. So the fact that he can marry both a great eye and insane power at such a young age is incredibly exciting. And they also picked up Josh Bell, who plays first base, uh, is a former all-star as well, and he's got a solid bat. So I know you're a big Padres supporter, Dave. This is the exact move to light a fire under the Padres fandom and make that push that we hope they can heading into the playoffs. You know, honestly, people ask, if J- Dave, if the Jays weren't a team, who would you cheer for? And honestly, that would be the Cubs uh, if that was a team, and it's all because of Rookie of the Year, uh, the movie that uh, I bug you about looking like the, the main actor. Uh, but <laughs> if, the, if the Cubs we're not a team. The Padres would be right there. And I've always had that two teams that I've like really supported in the background, but you don't cheer for it. Cause a true fan, you have one team. That's my firm belief, but you always look at two other teams like, Oh, how'd they do it? You know, like you can't, and I don't know if it's a sympathy thing from the Cubs not winning for a long time. Uh, might be because I'm a Leaf fan. So it's kind of relatable, but the Padres, the same thing, right? They've also haven't won. And there's a, a franchise that's begging to win. And they've been in tough division for years with the Giants, the Dodgers. It's been tough. And people have asked me, Dave, can you explain this trade in hockey terms for me? And I said, well, before I do that, I said, I want to compare it to baseball. still for a second, I compare this to like a, a Teddy Williams type deal, like Williams getting dealt. Uh, or even if you want to go like a, 
uh, people have asked about Ken Griffey Jr. being an example. That's pretty close because I get the outfield analogy, but I kind of want to go with Teddy Williams. If I had to say generational talent, it is prime 23 years old. He has two years of control. The Padres giving up these prospects. They're going for the win now, Padres, and they want to win the future. But don't forget the Padres has some good young pieces that are already at the helm because they spent a lot of years rebuilding and having Soto and having these guys in are going to help them build an even better contender. They, as long as they continue to draft well, they can replenish that farm system. This was a very, very good trade by the Padres to go for Because if you're going to go far in the playoffs, you got to get through somebody called the Los Angeles Dodgers. And that team, like I said, I still think is better than the Padres, but maybe getting someone like Hader in there and Soto is the difference maker that could put them over the top in that game six or game seven in that bottom of the eighth or bottom of the ninth at bat that can be so clutch for them. Soto's been there. He's won at a young age. He knows what it takes to win at a young age and he's a high caliber athlete. But to go to my quick point, because we've got a lot of trades to talk about in so little time today because we're keeping this edition under a uh, half hour as we promise all our listeners try to keep our editions as short as possible to keep everyone engaged. But in terms of a hockey trade, this is like a Leon Dreisaitl getting traded from the Edmonton Oilers. That's my comparison. Uh, if the Edmonton Oilers traded Leon Dreisaitl and end up trading him to the Seattle Kraken for Shane Wright uh, and all their prospects and three first round picks. Okay. This is kind of how comparable that is uh, to uh, the national hockey league, but jokes aside, it was a great trade uh, by the Padres and they were definitely, and what I mean by they, the Padres, they were bragging about Soto today when he got there. If you look at all San Diego, San Diego's Twitter feed, there is literally Padre fans line up for autographs for him and Soto's taking that pictures of Josh Bell and Soto on a Polaroid and on the field in the beating sun. He's taking batting practice. And if you listen to the batting practice, all you hear is crack, crack, crack of the bat. It says in the caption, things to get used to and things to get used to. Sorry. Number one, this. And that's what the Padres tweeted rightfully so, because they have a special talent there in Juan Soto. And that's not undermine Josh Bell. The poor guy is the, is that feels like a fill into this. No, he is not. He is someone who can mash the ball and he's going to be very versatile for them to be able to use at first base. Okay. That, that he is a huge part of that trade. Bringing these two guys over the Padres made a massive, massive splash. Uh, Other trades, Connor, we can go around the MLB in a lot of different ways here. Okay. You have, I do want to dive into the Blue Jays a little bit, but that's to say that the Yankees were spending and they want to just get move guys. Okay, Joe, Joey Gallo ends up moving over to the Los Angeles Dodgers in order to make room. They got Andrew Benintendi. Uh, you got Harrison Bader as well from the from the Cardinals. I was very surprised uh, that the Cardinals uh, gave up on that. Uh, you have uh, uh, the Yankees also acquiring some pitching as well uh, with Montas and, and Trevino. Uh, they they made the moves. The Yankees made the moves to get themselves even better. And the Yankees going into action today, despite losing to the uh, uh, to to Seattle today, if I look at the score correctly here on August 3rd, it, they are now 70 and 36 on the season. That's very, very impressive. Okay, this is a team that's going to go over 100 wins. And it's just that, will they perform in the playoffs? Well, with the healthy rotation and the bullpen throwing the way that it has and Aaron Judge hitting the ball like it's a video game on easy mode, they have something special going on there, Connor. And I think the Yankees uh, next to the Padres got to be classified as winners at this deadline. Yeah, I'd say so. The Yankees always find a way to 
to piss off the general fandom and for good reason they have both the resources uh to go out and be big players and trade deadline and free agency and then also now they've woken up to uh, maintaining their farm system in a way that wasn't uh, as common especially back in the 90s um so now you've got a team that is both rich and knows what to do with it i hate it uh good for them though I absolutely hate the Yankees. I don't like saying that on uh, a show, on the live show or anything too much. Using the four letter word of hate. But when it comes to baseball, the villains, right? The, they, they are absolutely the villains. And you know what? As much as I'd like to see the Padres get into the World Series on the NL, it would be hilarious if Joey Gallo hit a home run in the bottom of the ninth to get the Dodgers to beat the Yankees in the World Series. As much as I'd like to see the Blue Jays get there as well, they gave up on Joey Gallo, the strikeout machine. I think that just almost has a, a too perfect of a storybook uh, type ending. But other trades that we can kind of just briefly mention, obviously you got Thor. No, not the not the Marvel character. You have Noah Syndergaard who's going over to the Phillies. The Phillies also acquire Brandon Marsh. Uh, no, no relation to my fiance. I don't know how the angels gave up on Brandon Marsh that, that quickly He's young. He's got a lot of upside. You have the, uh, the tigers moving Michael Fulmer, uh, to the twins. Someone who I thought the Jays should have gotten, uh, was one of at least the tigers wicked arms from their bullpen. You have the Phillies also acquiring David Robertson from the Cubs. The blue Jays got Whit Merrifield from the Royals for Samad Taylor and Max Castillo. And you also have the Blue Jays bringing in Anthony Bass and Canadian pitcher Zach Pop, unreal name, for Jordan Groshans, who's the fourth best prospect in their system and actually had a lot of a uh, lot of expectations for Jordan to maybe make this team going into this year, if not, or sorry, uh, this year, if not next year. Uh, so I was kind of surprised that they're giving up on Jordan uh, for these two type of players. I feel like in the long run, the Marlins are going to help Jordan develop more to what he has to be. Despite Anthony Bass having the season that he is, I'm hoping Zach Pop can continue his upward trend uh, or else I think the Marlins are going to win this trade sooner rather than later. But the Blue Jays had to, had to address the bullpen and they did, and they also uh, brought in Wood. They brought in uh, DeJesus from the Dodgers as well. Then, obviously, the, the Seattle Manors bring in uh, Luis Castillo. Uh, they also brought in Kirk Casilli and Matthew Boyd from the Giants, a little bit of catching and pitching depth. The Brewers got Trevor Rosenthal from the Giants as well. You move out Hater. They try to bring in a relieving arm. Rosenthal used to call him Rosenblow, if I remember correctly. He's like to blow games. Uh, you have also the uh, – with the – uh, with the uh, Royals as well, when they moved Andrew Benintendi, not va- vaccinated. Okay. And you have uh, Whit Merrifield, who is kind of being left up to by the Blue Jays to get vaccinated or not. Very interesting to see what happens there. The Tigers also get rid of Robbie Grossman. He goes over to the Braves. And the Astros get Christian Vasquez. Okay. Very surprised move. It seems like the Red Sox are looking towards that rebuilding side. But no, wait a minute. They bring in Reese McGuire. Uh, from the White Sox for Jake Diekman, moving one of their arms or their bullpen like they're able to do and bring in Reese McGuire to maybe replace what Vasquez can do. And from being a Blue Jay fan and Reese McGuire being a former Blue Jay, uh, he does have a pretty good arm behind the plate. Uh, It can play pretty well behind the plate as well. But Connor, there's a good number of trades that I went through. Okay, obviously you're a follower of the Tigers. 
we have a large following on the show of the Tigers and the Blue Jays. So I think we should maybe give them a little bit more love. You got the Braves who got uh, got Iglesias from the Angels. Uh, the Blue Jays really missed on this deadline. Okay, Connor, I want to go the Blue Jays first, then we can touch on the Tigers. Uh, and there was also more trades that went on. You can check on MLB.com. But the Blue Jays, they say, well, okay, well, they addressed a bat, they addressed a starting pitcher, and they got bullpen help. No, they moved out pieces that I feel like they could have did more for. How they didn't look at Soto from the Tigers. How they didn't look at Michael Fulmer from the Tigers. One of those wicked bullpen arms from the Tigers. Or Iglesias from the Angels. I'm not too sure if Atkins or Shapiro just didn't want to spend the, the premium that was there. But I feel like for Iglesias, it's a trade that they could have definitely got for a very affordable price and the blue Jays did not address a bat. They have somebody who's currently unvaccinated that may or may not get vaccinated. And if he does, he, you know, he's got to wait two weeks anyway. So it automatically sets in. So he can come over and play in Toronto. Uh, you have Wood coming over from the Dodgers. Who's not a board fine starter. He's just a guy that come out of the bullpen, much like Castillo was Anthony Bass having a tremendous season, but the blue Jays had him in 2020 Okay, and so they lost him at that point. They bring him back. You bring in Zach Pop. That's the only kind of exciting trade that I feel that it is because he has a little bit of upside. Okay, but he's also Canadian. So that's why I'm a little bit more excited. But I feel like the Blue Jays, Connor, didn't do enough. Yeah, I think one of the old adages uh, in sports in general is you can tell a lot about how much belief a management staff has in their team by what they do at the trade deadline. Dave, do you think that the Jays management staff has a lot of belief right now? Nope. Do you think so? It doesn't seem like that's the, you know, like that, that they do, right? Like it's, it's kind of, you know, underwhelming, I guess is the word. And, you know, you could flip that on its head and say, well, the team hasn't given them anything to believe in uh, with their underwhelming performance. Um, the management staff, you know, fired your best friend, uh, Charlie Chuck Montoyo, um, but uh great you know, move. Is, great is, move. <laughs> you've been calling calling for his head for a while now oh i have been oh i have been you know what honestly and i should mention quickly too with the nationals trade robert hassel the third james wood that's number one and three prospect respectively that also went over to the nationals with cj abrams i know i just mentioned a few of those deals so obviously the nationals made out a lot of the you know maybe long term but if the padres resign soto that they're going to be winners of that deal but back to the blue jays i just want to mention that quickly when they moved and got in schneider i'm surprised that jays and bring in madden first off joe madden that's the first move i'm not sure if they asked him he said no who knows Schneider knows these guys though, right? He knows these guys. He's won a, a minor league championship with a good number of these guys. And I, another side of it could be that maybe he didn't make the moves because he feels like this team's good enough, but I feel like Connor, you'd have to be fucking blind to feel like that they're good enough. I'm uh, going into the season. This is a team that was second favorite to win the world series. Right. But what did I say at the beginning of the season? Yes. Their bats are good. They're pitching. If they can stay healthy are good. So, has their batting been the way it's supposed to be? No. Has the pitching been healthy? No. Has the bullpen, and I've said this for five years, and so ever since you and I have been doing a baseball show, this is season two, but I've been talking baseball on the show for five years, and every year I say bullpen, bullpen, bullpen. I have nightmares of Andrew Miller coming out of that bullpen still for Cleveland. I have nightmares of seeing 
the, the Kansas City bullpen. They had three guys that I can't even think of the top oh, of my head right Kelvin, now. Kelvin Herrera. Yeah. Um, Davis. Like, Davis. Uh, Wade Davis. Yeah. And then, oh, my God, who's the last one? Um, Greg Holland. Greg Holland. They, they come out, and you're like, well, well, that, that's about it. Then you have the one time where Bautista decides to tie up the game because he does that, the dramatic moments in the game. But you get deeper in the game, the Kansas City is like, oh, well, you got him tonight. Don't worry. We got five more coming out. Come on out. You're the next contestant on Strike Out the Blue Jays. So I, I really do not – I'm not confident with the Blue Jays' bullpen. And today is a prime example of the Blue Jays' depth. Kikuchi was a waste of money. I've said that from the start too. No offense. I can't throw a pitch like Kikuchi can, but they did not address that bottom of the rotation that needed to happen. And they didn't address the bullpen that needed to happen to put them over the top. They have the bats. If they get hot, they can compete with anybody in this league. But when you get to the nitty gritty at the end, you can't have Manoa pitching nine innings. He can. Okay. You you can't expect Gosman and Manoa to throw nine innings each start. Okay. They're going to be out with who knows what Tommy John surgery or whatever the heck happens before, before they're able to get to that point consistently, you need depth. And Barrios has been inconsistent this year. Simber has been inconsistent this year. Even Romano, he hasn't been Mr. A hundred percent. He's Mr. 95%. So that 5%, if he shows up one game, that's that 5%. You're going to wish you had that extra arm in there. And I feel like Shapiro and, and Atkins did not do what was needed to put them over the top. I don't know if they're looking at inside the, 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 the organization growth, like an a Pearson being healthy, but he's not Julia Merriweather. Don't even go there. Okay. Zavala. There's a guy that they have another young guy in the minors. Don't put your hopes on someone who hasn't even been proven yet. In the major leagues, you have to go get arms and the tigers had arms available the I, I the, even the Nationals have some bullpen arms that could have been looked at. There was teams that had arms available at affordable prices, and if they weren't affordable, then I'd be very surprised. Because looking at some of these trades that some teams made, in particular, uh, and as I in particular uh, with the Inglesias trade, okay, uh, you you have I feel like a trade that could have been done there from the Blue Jays, and they just didn't address that, Connor, and it's sad. It's it's unfortunate. But before I blow a gasket on the Blue Jays even further, because I'm going to touch on a bit more at the end because uh, our time constraints here, we're already a little bit over time from what I can see. Tigers, you're a Tigers fan. It's We've had somebody, uh, Tyler Willette, on our Facebook group for our show. He had the Tigers being a top team in the Central. I thought he, they were going to be a surprising team. You thought they were going to be a surprising team. It's been a little bit underwhelming this year, mostly because of injuries. Are you happy about what they did at the deadline uh, and up to this point in the season uh, from what they currently have as options? I, I'm a I'm a non-believer in the direction right now. I have officially uh, jumped any ship there is to jump. Um, I, you know, we've seen Al Avila take players and trade them for absolutely nothing for the last seven years. I've had enough. I've seen enough of them. And, you know, nobody's perfect. Nobody, you can't expect a GM to be, you know, all knowing and all seeing. The problem that I have is it, it's almost a rarity if he makes a good trade at this point. I, the amount of liquidated players that have uh, drizzled out into complete nothingness gives me zero faith whatsoever in what they'd move and touching on what the Jays could have done. Um, going back to that for a moment. Yeah. You nailed it. There's three, three players right off the top of my head uh, in Soto, Fulmer and uh, Chafin, 
the left-hander from the Tigers pen uh, that were available that have pitched well this year and seeing the price that uh, you had to pay for Fulmer being what it was um, it, it's, there's no business why the, the Jays couldn't have gotten in there because Lord knows Alavila, GM of the Tigers probably would have accepted um, you know, their bat boy in exchange for uh, the Tigers closer, uh, Michael Fulmer. So it is what it is. I, I'm a major pessimist on them now. I, I've seen enough and I want a new front office uh, sooner rather than later. And Sawyer Gibson Long is the one that the Twins gave up, who's a six round pick in 2019. Okay. And with, with Sawyer Gibson Long, okay, who I just feel like, that name is just fun to say. Okay. He went six round 179th overall. Okay. In the minor league system in the MILB, he has eight wins, six losses and a 423 ERA. He was born in 1997. Okay. Which makes him 24 years old. If my math is correct, 2020 and 25, that's my math. And if you look at his statistics, with his ERA, his earned run average, and his innings pitched. When he first started, 540, 455 last year, 423 this year. There is at least 10 Blue Jay prospects who have a better ERA than that and that are younger. I don't know what it was. Fulmer doesn't have a no-trade clause from what I can gather in his contract. He's a free agent at the end of this year. I believe he's vaccinated because he was there in Toronto, so I don't think he snuck on the plane. He would have had to go to Toronto unless he just didn't want to report. Then it just doesn't look good on anyone's kind of history. I'm sure he would have welcomed to go to Toronto because it's Toronto's a very exciting team to play for. You were absent, Shapiro and Atkins. And as Connor calls out his off front office with the, with the Tigers, I will call out the Jays' front office. They did not address what was needed. If they win the World Series, I'll be excited. And, but at the same time, I'll say, yeah, well, it's kind of expected, though, a little bit, right? Because of this going into this year, they were the top two favorites to win. I, I think they can win with this team. I really think they can do. They can. But there's a lot of ifs on how they can do that. And when they face certain opponents, that's where my doubts come in. And the bullpen is always going to be that question mark. They never address the bullpen. They never have since 2015. And it's an absolute joke. Fulmer. And I know Soto from the Tigers, uh, Gregory Soto. I feel like that would have been a little bit more expensive. The guy is a wicked arm. I watched him at Comerica this year. He's a stud. You cannot give up that kind of trade for somebody without giving up a little bit more of a heftier price. I get it. But Fulmer, seeing what he went for and looking what Inglesius went for and David Robertson went for, those are three arms that you could have made moves for right there for very affordable prices, if not the same day and just reset your bullpen. And then you'd be in a different conversation with me right now. Yes. I believe they should have got Noah Syndergaard, but I can't sit here and say, Oh, well, they could have got Fulmer, Soto, uh, Robertson, not Juan Soto. They could have got Gregory Soto. Uh, like, no, they, no, you can't all do that. But I feel like realistically the trade with the Marlins was good. I think they overpaid. But I feel like they could have did a similar trade with the Tigers, Fulmer and Chafin or Soto, and a trade together to bring in those two arms. Now, there's two trades. Now you can make that third to look at a starting rotation. If they would have filled the fourth or fifth in rotation and added three good arms at least in the bullpen, 
instead of bringing in two and resetting everything that they did, I'd be a bit more confident. But I'm upset at what the Blue Jays did. And you said it right off the top, Connor. And I want you to remind listeners what you said when somebody doesn't make moves at the deadline. Yeah, it, it just shows how much faith the organization has in the team in front of them. And here's a classic, or not a classic, but here, here's a good comparable. Uh, remember when the Jays were going for their big run um, in the mid-2010s and they made like the the David Price, I, was, was it the David Price move for uh, Norris, Boyd, and Jiro Labort? Yep, and then they also got Troy Tulowitzki that year. Right. Like that's showing faith in the team that you have and it didn't work out, but I mean, you know, it, it, they did what they did. They made so much money and it reignited baseball in Canada. They made the bat flip happen that year. They made the second round that year. And who would they lose to? They lost to Kansas. How'd they lose to Kansas? The bullpen. And how'd you lose to Cleveland the year after? I said it five minutes ago. I still see dreams of that six foot six. Fucking reliever coming out of the bullpen. He might even be 6'7". Andrew Miller. Bullpen wins. Depth wins. Small ball wins in the playoffs. You can't always swing for Mount Crushmore. That puts fans in the seats, but doesn't put trophies in the trophy case. Yeah, 100%. Like the, especially in the playoffs in these day and ages, uh, like pitching is such a premium, but uh, you rarely see pitchers go more than once through the order in the playoffs because it's it's just there's too much on the line. They'll, they'll yank guys. It's all hands on deck. And it's kind of sad that we didn't see more uh, juice to spark, um, even like from an emotional standpoint. And you probably shouldn't be making trades based on emotions. But, I, you know, I've kind of flip flopped on this uh, in the past. And and now I'm kind of a firm believer. And sometimes you just got to make moves to to sort of fire up the boys. It sounds really dumb, especially uh, from a guy like me, who's always, you know, preaching about like analytics and stats, but realistically uh, when you're, the probabilities are so, so paper thin from, from winning and losing the game belief in your team sometimes rules out uh, anything else. And uh, there wasn't, there wasn't as much belief I think shown by the front office as fans would have liked. No, even for the Tigers, like you said, I feel like they could have sold a bit more, but at least moving what they did, they made something happen by you. There, there needs to be some looked at on both sides uh, of the management, but the winners of the deadline, Connor, Yankees and Padres, in my uh, honest opinion, but the Braves made some sneaky moves, but the sneakiest move of the day, Brandon Drury from the Reds to the Padres, 20 homers with the Reds this year, former Blue Jay. That's a sneaky move right there. Watch out for that move. Connor, I want to. Get, I know we went a little bit extra here, so we're gonna to get towards the ending here. Strike zone. Dave McKay with Connor Henderson talking strike zone with you. Yes, it's baseball. We talk local baseball. We talk professional baseball. We went all over the map today. It's the first time we've done a show in over a month in terms of strike zones. So we had a lot to get to in such a little time, but we're hitting the second half of the season. Well, it's already a bit over the second half point, of course. But what I want to get to before we get to the conclusion, uh, Connor, is two two things. Obviously, Vince Scully that we'll do absolutely last. Uh, save the best for last, if you will. But I want to get into maybe some feedback, just a quick minute or two about what you think is going to be upcoming in the second half. Any surprises, any teams to watch out for or any storylines that you think uh, may take over baseball or any Cinderella stories, anything that you can kind of provide to the listeners of what's going to happen now post-deadline leading up to the playoffs. 
Well, I think that, um, you know, hardcore fans of baseball will be waiting to see what happens with the T-Gem Pandas run. <laughs> but what, what I think uh, is, is going to be the story moving forward is just seeing how far the Padres can, can push it now. They've put their chips uh, to the front of the table and now it's time to play baseball. And, and I really uh, just can't wait to see whether or not, uh, and you mentioned the, the Dodgers, can they overcome this, uh, you know, mammoth of an opponent, uh, this perennial contender? Um, that's going to be the story, I think, to look out for. Uh, and then on the Canadian side of things, do the Jays have uh, enough juice to reignite their chances to go for a run? We'll have to wait and see. It's going to be tough. I know one team that the Jays play that may be looking at in a wild card situation, not the Rays, the Seattle Mariners. They got Robbie Ray. They got Castillo. They got a rotation that's looking playoff ready right now. And if that team can get the playoff going, they can play, they can play a similar type of baseball game that the Cleveland Indians played in 2016. Speaking of surprising teams, there's my team. The Seattle Manners are going to be a team to watch out for in the second half. I think they're actually sorry to fellow Blue Jay fans. I think Seattle is going to be the number one wildcard team going in. They're not going to catch Houston and the Jays aren't going to catch the Yankees, but you're going to be looking at the Jays playing the Seattle Mariners in the playoffs. That's not going to be easy. Uh, the, the Seattle Mariners are the team that I'm looking out for to be the surprise to just go on a pretty good streaky run along with the Jays. I, the Jays always get hot the second half of the year. And I think that's going to continue trend, but Seattle from AL is a team to watch out for. And if I'm looking at the NL, a team to look out for Let's Let's leave the Padres and Dodgers out of it because everyone knows I probably would go the Padres route. I'm going to say the Phillies. I think the Phillies made some good moves at the deadline. They're obviously battling to try to get into a wild card spot and get in some playoff berth. And I think the moves that they made, and I'm a big fan of the Syndergaard move. I think he's going to find a, a good second half of his year in Philly, which is going to make him a, con, a free agent at the end of this year. And he's going to be able to ask for more money than what he received at the beginning of this year from the Angels which was $21 million, by the way. Okay, Connor, we have a couple minutes. Well, not really, because we already went a little bit over. But Finn Scully, okay? And I'm going to tell listeners right now at the end of this podcast and the episode of Strike Zone, we're going to have a, a very uh, legendary call from Vince Skilly that uh, is going to be shown that you can listen to that is 100% taken from YouTube uh, from multiple media outlets. So it's uh, definitely uh, not any copyright infringement, but it's certainly giving credit to where it is being taken from. And it's actually from a direct source on Twitter through YouTube, but on Twitter through Tim and Friends uh, is where it's going to be streamed, just so everyone knows where the credit's due uh, for that stream. You can check that out on Twitter if you want to watch the live video of it. It's a great uh, clip that we're going to show Vince Skilly's call of Kirk Gibson's epic game-winning home run um home run in game one of the 1988 world series but connor legendary uh broadcaster as i mentioned at the beginning of the pod uh the podcast 94 years old 94 years young is what i should say sorry he was a pivotal part in the game uh, and obviously with the los angeles dodgers uh and it, baseball lost a legend uh in vince scully yeah, absolutely. It's sad to see. Um, he's one of those voices um, that when you hear it, it feels like you're talking to, you know, like you're uh, like some grandparent that, you know, is just like the best at telling stories and could take any, you know, rough or crazy situation and sound it, make it sound like a nice, warm and, and fuzzy, peaceful 
peaceful time. It, it's sad to, to see him go. Uh, all he did for baseball um, was, uh, you know, incredible. And um, yeah, this is just one of those uh, passing uh, moments that, you know, you kind of stop, reflect and, and uh, be grateful. There's two things I want to mention that, uh, that are here. I am promoting Twitter. Um, there's a girl named Lindsay Barra uh, that posted a, a tweet said, quote unquote, when grandpa Yogi passed, Vince Scully said, as long as people talk about the game, whenever they mention Yogi Berra, they will, they will smile because he was that kind of human being. Well, back at you, Vince. You made baseball hearts smile for over seven decades. Thank you. Hashtag RIP Vince Skilly. Another one, uh, Mike Stachera. Vince Skilly was perfect and not just in baseball, just a genius and in life. Lots of good things said about Vince Skilly. Uh, there, there's a, an E60 uh, that was released out uh, of Vince Gilly back in 2016 that you can check out and just give him a simple Google. There's a lot of content that you can enjoy from the legendary game caller uh, and the voice of baseball. He is now calling baseball's game up in heaven and calling home runs with Babe Ruth and Jackie Robinson up there right now. We all know it. And Vince Gilly, legendary passing here in baseball and rest in peace to an absolute legend. Connor, that has been Strike Zone. We are going to end it at that in terms of content, but I want to give you the floor and any final thoughts uh, that you have overall that we may not have touched upon in this episode. Yeah, I'm just uh, happy to be back. Um, I missed you, Dave. Uh, I'm sure all the uh, baseball listeners, um, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of crossover with your with your hockey fandom. So um, they, they still get their dose of you. Uh, I'm glad to... Uh, uh, be back on the show doing this with you and uh, I can't wait for, for what's to come. And listeners, I can tell you right now, this is a promise. Uh, Game Sports show usually takes a vacation uh, through the month of August. Now, we will have a top shelf edition. There wasn't an ESPN edition this past week um, or the 1400 edition that we're all commonly known for. Uh, however, uh, there will be one more strike, uh, one more top shelf edition, as I mentioned, for the month of August. Then it will be a summer vacation when it comes to hockey. Uh, obviously, Scott and myself do the 1400 AM show, and there's obviously the full time show with Scott and Daniel Scarpino. So the Game Sports show no longer does a, a, a vacation. But I can say that top shelf will be off after its next episode until the hockey season basically gets started, both locally and nationally. So, what do we need to cover it with? Obviously, the, the sport that we also love to talk about is baseball. So I can promise listeners that baseball episodes will be coming at least at uh, just under a handful this month. We'll look at at least another one, if not two episodes uh, before the month of August is completed. Uh, then September, we will look at one, if not two, leading up to the postseason run. And then we'll do what we do each year. A, uh, an episode after each round of the playoffs is done leading to the world series and the ending of the world series. So we still got over six episodes or so to go of the season and just two months or three months of the season to go. So, you know, we're going to be giving you episodes here on strike zone. So make sure you keep it locked on the game sports show powered by the T gem network, the game entertainment media, speaking of the game entertainment media, we will have a special edition upload this week as well. James Livingston, and we'll have at least four episodes uploaded by the end of August, beginning of September as well for that. So lots of content for you to still enjoy as, you know, one thing that we haven't been able to enjoy a lot because going by too fast is summer. So let's enjoy it while it's here.
And speaking of enjoying time, Connor, you and I have enjoyed a little too much extra tonight and all because of me talking more than what we expected, but Hey, it's all fun. It's all been good content. Connor, I want to say thank you for taking the time to come on strike zone. As always, we'll be back in the next couple of weeks, my friend. How's that sound? That sounds great, Dave. Awesome. So listeners, make sure you hit like, follow, and subscribe on the Game Sports Show and the T-Gem Network. And heck, check out the T-Gem Pandas. That's a little, little more, more local baseball love for you. And for Major League Baseball, comment below on what you feel is going to happen in this quote-unquote second half of the season. Who's your surprise team? Who is going to take it all the way? Did your team do enough? Well, you know what Connor and I think of what our fan, uh, teams that we cheer for did. And I don't think it's a positive result. And I hope that both of our teams that we cheer for, I hope some representative of their organization listens and gives them feedback. Because, you know, they need to hear it from the fans. And I think there's a lot of Blue Jays and maybe also Tiger fans that aren't pleased about what happened at this year's deadline. But only time will tell. Here I am to remind you to keep your stick on the ice, swing your bats, catch your touchdowns, drain your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah! And here's a nice little clip for Vince Skelly. Bye for now.